to Coco's latest bite. I'm Chef Arlene Coco, an entrepreneur, chef, and culinary instructor. Each episode, I will share with you my podcast, which is about all things food in my universe that are inspired by nature's bounty. It's your source of inspiration for recipes and stories, food travels, and new ingredients. It's a mashup of all things culinary and delicious. As a chef instructor, I try to teach methods and techniques instead of recipes. So a lot of my podcasts feature how to cook intuitively with what you have on hand. I like to call it fridge foraging. So come along with me, learn from my decades of work as a professional chef as I teach you new ways to get cooking and tell you about my latest bite. everybody, Chef Coco here and welcome to my kitchen. Grab a seat at the table and let's get cooking. Today I want to talk about pasta, specifically one pot pasta. It's a great recipe I discovered a few years ago and I've been teaching it in my classes. My students love it because it's a one pot pasta you can pull together easily with staples that you have on hand and it's very simple and you could do some fridge foraging, you know, looking for ingredients for it. It's pasta in the style of risotto. So if you're familiar with risotto, it's uh, a rice, an arborio rice that's cooked slowly, adding about a half a cup or a cup at a time of stock. And the starches uh, come out of the rice when you cook it slow, low and slow like that. Well, the pasta is similar to it, but we don't do it a little bit at a time. We just put it all together in it. So it is in a large skillet um, or a Dutch oven, but we put the water ratio is like five cups of water to a pound of pasta, and that's it. And I'll talk about the ratios a little bit more a little bit later, but really it's just a pasta and water technique of cooking and you would add your ingredients before or after. So as the noodles boil, the water kind of reduces into a starchy binder, creating a rich sauce for the noodles to cling to. And this is what I really like about this pasta so much. It really does taste fabulous because it's so silky and smooth and it picks up the flavors that you put in with it. Now, Martha Stewart, you know, has given a lot of credit for creating this dish, but I think that it's probably had origins in Italy because when you search the internet for pasta alla risotto, you do see recipes for it. So I think it's just kind of evolved, um, but she has uh, lots of recipes uh, for this particular dish. So with mine, I start with a sofrito. And I was doing some research the other day on the difference between a sofrito and a mirepoix. And a mirepoix is carrots, celery, and onions. And they're usually chopped a little larger and they're usually in a dish. And lots of times when like if you use a mirepoix for a sauce, lots of times it's strained out and it's just there for flavoring. So a sofrito is the same vegetables, but they're chopped small, minced almost, and you could do it in the food processor if you don't over-process it. 
and they're cooked in olive oil until they're brown. So that's kind of the difference. And you have a Spanish sofrito, you can have an Italian, and today we're gonna to use an Italian, but I'm not gonna do the celery and onions. I'm just going to do talk about the onions and garlic in the sofrito. But you could put celery and onions if you wanted to do that. So the pasta that I use for it is I use I like to use whole wheat pasta and you can use whole wheat pasta very easily. Um, you can use white uh, flour pasta. The best pasta to use though is Italian pasta. If you can find an Italian brand or if it says on the package made in Italy, that seems to work the best. I'm not sure why, but uh, the research that I've done even for myself is that the noodles kind of get a little more silkier with the Italian pasta. So I also make, like to make like a chili flake oil for this. So what I do is I'll soak um, some chilies in a little bit of olive oil to just to kind of bloom them and soften them up and I feel like that really brings more flavor. And so I'll do that and kind of put that on the side and use that for my sauteing oil. The proteins, you can use just about anything. Um, I like to do shrimp with mine and chicken sometimes or just vegetables. You can do beans, you can do any kind of protein. The trick is if you're gonna do shrimp or something that cooks really quickly, you wanna brown it, saute it before and then take it out and put it on the side and add it back in when your pasta is done. So, the real method is really super simple. You just start with olive oil, salt and pepper. I used to, I like to do onions, a little bit of chopped onions and garlic. And then I only, I put the garlic in later, but I do use the chili garlic, the chili flakes, like the kind of flakes you get on, you put on your pizza and the olive oil for my chili because I like those. And I think I did see that in the Martha Stewart recipe as well. So the pot that you want to use is like a heavy bottom pot. I make mine in a Le Creuset, the large brazier, and it's perfect for risotto. It's kind of like a flat, shallow pan because it, it cooks the evaporating, it cooks the water faster, right? When you put the water in, it just kind of evaporates a little faster. But you could do it in a Dutch oven very easily or a pot, you just want to be able to get in there and stir it really well. So that's why I like the wide, shallow pans for it. And you can make all different kinds. Punanesca is a common one with cherry tomatoes, olives, capers. You can put that in because that's going to stand the test of stirring and, and cooking with the pasta water. But if you have something like spinach or something really... Um, how should I say, delicate, you want to add that towards the end of cooking. Some other kind is tomato and sausage, and you could cook the sausage in as well. I have seen it done with ground beef as well, where you cook the meat and then add the pasta and the water. I always tell my students to add your garlic not in the beginning when you add your onions, because when you have your garlic, you know, garlic only takes two minutes to cook. 
and it can burn really easily. That's why I say don't throw it in first because you run the risk of burning it and if you burn it, it turns dark. It turns really bitter. bitter. But you can add it in anytime you, have, you, you cook your onions. So the ratio is five cups of water to a pound of pasta. It's really simple, really simple, really easy. Now if you're doing 12 ounces, it's probably gonna be somewhere around four cups. And if you're doing eight ounces, like a half a pound, it's gonna be somewhere around three and a half cups. This is very forgiving because when you get to the, towards the end of the cooking and all your water is gone and your pasta's not quite cooked, just add a little bit more water. It'll keep cooking. So that's not a problem to add more water or stock or uh, wine, whatever you have that you want to or that you want to use. It's going to be about 10 minutes total stirring time. So how you're going to do it? So you will you will get your pan hot, put your olive oil in it, and then saute your onions, and then throw your garlic in. And if you're doing cherry tomatoes or anything that um, is going to be cooked all the way through the process, you can throw that in. And then you want to get your pasta, and if you're using string pasta, and you want to break it in half and throw it in the pan and kind of stir it around a bit, and then add all the water, the five cups of water, if you're using a pound, add all the water, and just kind of break it up, you know. Don't let it stick to the bottom. It has a tendency it likes to stick, and it likes to glue itself to the bottom. But if you just kind of poke at it and just kind of try to, like, Remember pickup sticks, it kind of reminded me, reminded me of pickup sticks as a kid. You just kind of want to stir it around, get, get it off the bottom if it starts to stick. It's really, really easy. And so occasionally, you don't have to continually stir it like risotto, but occasionally you want to make sure it's not sticking and it's not clumping together. And it doesn't usually, because of the oil in the pan, usually keeps it separated. So it's a slow process at the beginning. You're thinking, oh my goodness, this is never going to soften. But as time goes by, the water will get absorbed into the pasta and it will start to soften and you'll be able to kind of stir it around fairly easily. So when um, it's done, you'll be able, you know, just test it, taste it and say, okay, this is al dente. When it's done, you could just pull it off the heat and let it sit for a few minutes until you serve it. And if you let it sit and it starts to like congeal back together, the starches, you can just add, throw it back on the stove, add a little bit more water and it'll come right back. But I've learned that it can sit a long time, maybe 15 minutes and still be, and not lose the integrity of it. So I like to put like a topping or Parmesan on mine. You can make, if you're gonna make it plant-based, you can do a topping with cashews and breadcrumbs and nutritional yeast, kind of mixed together in a food processor, make it like a crumb topping, that's really tasty. You could put Parmesan cheese on top right before you serve it. You can even put like goat cheese or cream cheese in it if you wanted like a creamy pasta. Or you could put heavy cream right at the end, just a little bit to finish it off and make it creamy. And a couple of different flavor profiles I like to use for it is 
One is Asian. So I, for Asian, I would use like garlic and ginger and onions and cook it that way. And then at the end, if I wanted to throw in uh, pea pods, spinach, peppers, I mean, you could put peppers in at the beginning, but if you have delicate vegetables, you throw them in at the end and then they will cook the last few minutes. And then you can um, add soy sauce, you can add ponzu sauce, you can add Asian types of sauce, any kind of sauces to give it the flavor profile that you want. I also do this Cajun style and I use andouille sausage and I just kind of cook it along with the onions and the garlic and I'll do bell pepper, celery, onions, the Cajun trinity and just cook it and just keep cooking it and then serve that and just use Cajun spices instead of Italian spices. So you can see there's a lot of different ways you can go with this dish. In the spring, I use all the green vegetables, the peas, the broccoli, the green onions, just all those fresh uh, green vegetables that we love so much to see in the spring. So I hope that you get some ideas about this one pot pasta. And if you go to my website, ArleneCoco.com, under the recipes link, you'll see where I have a... Uh, recipe for the one pot pasta and it'll kind of give you an idea of what it's like but I hope you try it because I tell you it's a game changer for weeknight quick let's get something on the table and it makes a really big pot of it if you want or you can make half I mean you can make as much as you want and you really don't need a recipe you just have to remember that ratio of five cups to water to one pound of pasta and that's all you need to know so thanks for coming and I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you try the recipe and I look forward to the next episode. You're listening to Coco's Latest Bite with Chef Arlene Coco, a show for cooks who were inspired by nature's bounty. As a special to this episode, I want to give you my recipe for one pot pasta. So you can grab a piece of paper and write it down, or you can check it on the website. I'll give you the link in the show notes. So this recipe, of course, works best with dry Italian pasta. And you really just have to remember the ratio. Today we're going to be using 12 ounces of pasta and four and a half cups of water as a ratio or one pound of pasta to five cups. Now I'm not sure why there's more for the half. I guess just works out that way but it's okay if you don't have enough water you can add it towards the end. So here we go with the ingredients. You're going to need one tablespoon of olive oil, 16 ounces of pasta. Now, I like linguine because I think it cooks up really nicely, but you can use spaghetti. You could even use corkscrew or penne. Those all work 
great. 12 ounces of cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes cut in half or quarters, so I think that's about a pint in the store. One onion, thinly sliced, about two cups, and it can be yellow or a white onion. Either one works great. Four cloves of garlic, thinly sliced, or you could use chopped garlic from the jar, because I always say there's no shame in chopped garlic in a jar, that's for sure. A half a teaspoon of red pepper flakes, and I like to put mine in oil and use it as part of the oil um, when you're sauteing. Two sprigs of fresh basil, plus some torn leaves for the garnish. Two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil. This is more for when you serve it. And coarsely salted freshly ground pepper and five cups of vegetable stock or water. I like to use like a roasted garlic stock or a vegetable stock or you could use chicken as well. And I always like to finish it with fresh Parmesan cheese for serving. So how you're going to make this is you're going to use a large shallow pan. I like to use a risotto pan or a brazier pan, but you could use a Dutch oven or a large nonstick skillet. But you want it to be, I guess, at least 16 inches if you're going to do the skillet because you want it wide, a lot of surface to absorb the water. So this is basically the same way we cook risotto. We're going to cook this pasta. We're going to heat a tablespoon of oil in a large shallow pan. We'll add our aromatics, which are the onions, uh, tomato, garlic, and red pepper flakes. And then just kind of saute that a few minutes. And then we want to break the pasta in half if we're using string pasta. And I also use whole wheat pasta too in this. It works terrific. And then add your salt and then your stock and your water in a large straight-sided skillet. Um, you want to bring it to a boil over high heat, boiling the mixture, kind of stirring and turning the pasta frequently with tongs or a spatula to just kind of keep it moving. It's kind of like pickup sticks, you know, at that point. But you just want to move it gently so it doesn't stick to the bottom. So this process is going to take about 10 minutes and you'll cook until the pasta is kind of al dente and the water has nearly evaporated. And when it's almost cooked, you can add other vegetables in, like broccoli, zucchini, asparagus, green peas, any types of um, vegetables that you want to put in there that are actually pretty quick cooking. You will have carrots or or something heavy that takes a longer to cook, you can throw it in when you first saute it with the onions. So, and then you can use Parmesan cheese on the top, or I like to mix the breadcrumbs, chopped cashews, and nutritional yeast together to sprinkle on the top for uh, Parmesan cheese as well. So that's the recipe. It's really easy. It makes a big pan of it, and I love to serve it to guess because I can throw shrimp in it, we can serve meat or anything, grilled chicken on the side, and it's a great um, dish for vegetarians as well. Um, you could throw beans in it, you can throw all sorts of things in it, and or serve things on the side with it. So I hope you make it the one pan pasta 
Um, the sky's the limit on what you put in it. And I hope I know you'll enjoy it if you make it. And if you do, go ahead and send me a comment on my blog. The recipe will also be on the blog at ArleneCoco.com. Thanks for checking and coming in and listing. I really appreciate it. My blog and my podcast are companions, so things are just going to evolve as we go. So stay tuned for more episodes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coco's Latest Bite. Want to reach me? It's easy to connect with me on my website, arlenecoco.com, A-R-L-E-N-E-C-O-C-O.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook, so please comment, like, and share with your friends. Now you'll find more information about each episode in the show notes, which will link back to the website and the blog. So don't miss it and have a great day.